Chapter 9, Your World-Class Game Plan By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Benjamin Franklin How can you pull together all of the information you need to produce one easy workable plan? The key to this, and to one's primary objective, is to establish a mental plan of attack that lets you move forward. Begin by measuring the mental state of your game with the mental game scorecard provided. This will help you develop a winning mental practice and competition plan. Next, create your own pre-performance readiness routine so that you are at full power when the gun goes off or when the puck is dropped. Learn how to give yourself a winning pre-game pep talk when needed, and make sure to keep an eye out for the mental errors athletes make at major events. And strive to find emotional balance in life's continuous imbalance, ambiguity, and uncertainty by controlling what you can control. Mental Game Scorecard In what areas of the mental game do you do extremely well? What comes less naturally? First, rate your current mental game performance to identify your strengths and target areas for growth. Second, think through what you need to do and thus are going to do to develop your mental skills and strategies to their highest level. Third, decide precisely how you are going to make use of your mental skills and strategies both in practice and in competition. Fourth, establish your personal mental game plan and solidify its thinking in your mind so you'll be ready to use it when you need it. Here is a working mental game scorecard you can use to quickly measure the mental state of your game. Take a few minutes right now to review your performance in training and competition for the previous three months. Rate your current mental abilities from 1 to 10, 1 equals low, 10 equals high, honestly and accurately for the following mental skills. Goal setting, I have clear daily improvement goals and I know exactly what I want to accomplish in the long term. Mental imagery, I vividly see and feel myself performing well. Self-talk, I keep my thoughts simple, positive, and powerful. Confidence, I have a can-do attitude when I need it the most. Focus, I stay on target and in the moment. Breath control, I breathe easily and deeply under pressure. Mental toughness. I do what is hard and stay positive under adversity. Anxiety management, my butterflies fly in formation. Enjoyment, I incorporate fun, play, and humor into my game and avoid becoming serious, dull, and uptight. Body language, I carry myself as a champion. Intensity, my energy level stays just right for the situation, not too up, not too down. Personal affirmations. I regularly repeat my power phrases with meaning and conviction. How well did you score? The total score for the personal assessment can range from 12 to 120, with the average score around 60. Build your mental game so your total score is at least 84, equal to a 7 or more for each item. Subsequently, strive to sharpen each skill even further. Do keep in mind that these mental skills are interconnected. So working on one area of your mental game will strengthen other areas, too. Your Mental Practice Plan Here is an example of how your mental game improvement plan might look. Imagine that you scored lowest on confidence. You then set a goal to emphasize that skill for, say, 21 days. Reread confidence, flex your confidence muscle, see this page, and review the 7 questions for flexing your confidence muscle. Pledge to maintain confident body language and facial expressions as you practice. Identify a past peak performance and relive it in your mind's eye. 
resolve to always be in the process of improving. That way you'll also be developing one or two of your mental skills during the day for a set number of days. You might do it for 7 days or for 21, but whatever goal you set, stick to it. Importantly, this practice does not have to be time intensive. For example, you can practice breath control, 15 second breaths, when you're stopped at a red light, waiting in line, or during any brief downtime during your day. A go for the gold. Sticky note or dot can be a helpful prompt. Your mental performance plan. Think of game day as showtime, not time for practice. Sam Sneed, a southern gentleman and one of golf's great champions, liked to say, dance with the one you brung. In competition, this means you have to go with what you've got and it's not time to be switching things around. Make whatever adjustments are necessary, but don't try to fix your game while you play it. Don't let what you don't have get in the way of what you do have. Recognize and maximize what is in you today. Stay in it to win it by focusing on what is working well in the present. In terms of your mental game, set two or three goals for each competition. Identify specific keys to stay in a winning frame of mind for the entire contest. Write down these mental goals, or ABCs, on an index card and take it with you to the competition. These goals should be worded positively and in the present tense so you can focus on what you want to have happen, not on what you hope to avoid. For example, write, stay on target not don't get distracted. In selecting your mental goals for competition, determine the specific areas of your mental game that are most important for you to underscore in your gameplay at this particular time. Do you need to breathe deeply to keep physical tension to a minimum? Are you maintaining positive body language no matter how the competition is unfolding? Do you refocus quickly when distracted or after making a mistake? The ultimate experience is to go out there and battle to the absolute best of your abilities. Actualizing your mental game goals will help bring out your best in today's contest. Modify your mental game goals for each competition and decide what is most important to accentuate at that particular time and place. Here is a sample mental game plan you can use for competition. My goal today is to battle to the best of my abilities. I will accomplish this goal by following my own ABCs. A. I play with purpose and passion. B. I'm on a one good play in a row mission. C. I think, feel, and act confidently all the way through that mission. Pre-game mental prep. Baseball legend Hank Aaron said, the most important thing is how a guy prepares himself to do battle. A pre-performance routine is a prescribed, detailed course of action to be followed regularly on game days so that you are mentally and physically ready to battle right when the action starts, rather than firing too soon or too late. Having a simple and dependable routine gives you a head start on your competitors. Routines provide reassurance and predictability that can help to alleviate pieces, or pre-competition syndrome, the added nervousness, excitement, and irritability most athletes experience prior to performing. A really good routine helps to marry mind and body to operate as one unit on the field. A routine also provides a shield from all types of distractions, such as unsolicited advice from others or mind games, talking smack, etc from an opponent trying to psych you out. Simply ignore any such irrelevancies during pre-game. For example, some athletes take refuge in their headphones by listening to their favorite music, whereas others close their eyes and visualize themselves executing their game plan. How do you get ready to play ball? 
Here's some mental homework that can help you further develop your own pre-game strategy. Reflect on how you thought, felt, and prepared prior to your best and worst games. What were the similarities and differences in your approach during these times? These contrasting performance outcomes are not coincidental or random events, but were influenced by what you did before competition. Maybe ask your teammates and coaches for their feedback as well. What do you do before a game to set the right tone? Self-awareness is the key to change. Do you listen to your favorite songs? Do you spend a few minutes visualizing optimum performance? Do you practice slow, deep breathing to quiet your mind and steady your body? Do you like to be social with your teammates, or do you stay in your own world? Do you avoid interacting with negative people to stay in a good mood? Look for patterns in your mental and physical pre-game tendencies to transform any poor patterns into top-notch patterns. What helps you to excel? What causes you to fall short? What makes it easier to avoid distractions? Do you let the importance of the match affect the way you prep beforehand? Also, reflect on mid- and end-game patterns, for example, are you solid mid-match or do you experience a breakdown? Are you able to seal the deal to win the game? After identifying your tendencies, formulate a plan of attack consisting of what you need to do mentally in order to peak your performance. Having a working routine will help you get to the starting line with the ideal mind and mood. Sticking to your routine from one competition to the next will allow you to compete more steadily and reliably throughout the season. In building your readiness routine, especially for the hour or so before game time, determine how to activate your thoughts and emotions in order to fully tap your physical talents. Make sure to review your mental game goal list the day before, and spend a couple minutes going over it during pre-game. Going through the same physical warm-up routine that you typically do in practice can also help take your mind away from worrisome thoughts and help you avoid nitpicking your technical skills. Remember to focus on what is going well that day. Do what is best to perform at your best. A collegiate gymnast shared with me her recent discovery that dancing around and socializing with her teammates at meets helps her perform at a higher level in comparison to her previous custom of trying to spend quiet time by herself. Russian Fedor Yemelianenko, a retired mixed martial arts heavyweight who during his prime went undefeated for nearly a decade, enjoyed relaxing and playing a few games of cards with his training team in the locker room before his fights. Unfortunately, some athletes abandon their routine when it is most needed. Develop the discipline to stick to your routine before each and every competition regardless of the importance of the game or your particular opponent. However, be prepared to adjust your routine accordingly in case there is a delay in the start time or you arrive later to the venue than expected. Make modifications when one component of your routine becomes stale or if you find something that better suits your needs. Give it a test run before a practice or training session to evaluate its effectiveness. Canadian Duff Gibson, the gold medalist in the skeleton at the 2006 Turin Winter Olympics, shared with me his mental readiness approach. He explained, when I competed, my previous routine was something that I had fine-tuned over many years, but at the same time I was always ready to modify it to better suit my physical and mental state and or the environmental conditions. For me it was important not to be too regimented because I didn't want a change in schedule or some unforeseen circumstance to have the ability to throw me off my game. Typically I didn't listen to music. 
I preferred quiet because I felt it allowed me to be more self-aware with respect to the progress of my warm-up. I needed to be in tune with my energy levels so that I could achieve that balance in which my muscles and nervous system were primed but not taxed. I also needed to be aware of any muscular tightness or other physical issue that either I or our team therapist would need to address. What do you typically do post-game? Important things to do after a competition include stretching, eating recovery foods, drinking adequate fluids, and appreciating and talking with others about what worked well in the game. Think about the positives. Wait until later in the evening or the day after to complete your game analysis in your champion journal or to reflect on what you could have done better. Do not get carried away by superstition. Most athletes have developed superstitions or embraced lucky artifacts such as coins, bracelets, or articles of clothing. Our beliefs about these personal artifacts can help us center ourselves and thus provide a great distraction from performance anxiety. Along with a good routine, artifacts can keep your good wolf a winner by serving as a positive prompt. American gymnast Danelle Lever was the 2011 U.S. National Gymnastics Championships all-around gold medalist and went on to win the bronze medal in the all-around at the 2012 London Olympics. He is known for the lucky towel he has incorporated into his routine during competition. Like a tennis player between sets, Lever drapes the towel over his head to keep out distractions. Luckily for his fellow competitors, he keeps the towel clean. Lever jokes, I do wash it. It's not all sweaty and nasty. At the same time, though, you should avoid becoming so carried away with props or rituals that they become distracting. If this happens, it could be due to anxiety run amok, and you will need to directly address the underlying causes of worry and stress. Superstitions and the like are of course not necessary to delivering great performances. New York Yankee great Babe Ruth, dubbed the Sultan of Swat for his prowess at the plate, shared his stance on the topic of superstitions, I only have one superstition. I make sure to touch all the bases when I hit a home run. Personal pep talk, a quick pep talk to yourself can often help get your mind geared up before performing on the day of competition, especially when the big bad wolf of doubt begins to howl. Pep talks should be tailored to your particular needs and competition conditions. Here are five keys to an effective pregame personal pep talk. 1. Keep it simple, clear, and powerful. 2. Evoke previous success for confidence. 3. Tell yourself what you need to focus on to play your best. 4. Remember that there is nothing to lose and everything to win. 5. Make a decision to enjoy each moment. Let's listen in on two winning pre-game speeches from college basketball during March Madness. Notice how the five keys are covered in both of these speeches. It is vital for a coach to know what makes his or her team tick. Otherwise, there's a chance you will inadvertently psych your team out instead of up. The first speech, by University of Florida coach Billy Donovan, was delivered before their NCAA championship game in 2006 against UCLA. The Gators ended up winning the game against the Bruins, which was the first of their back-to-back NCAA championships. Here's coach Donovan, guys, tonight is not about the past and it's not about the future. It's about right now. You guys have got to want this night to last forever. You've got to want to run and play and defend, all night long. You've got to live in the moment, and understand there's going to be adversity, and there's going to be challenges. 
that is what has brought us close together as a team, the adversity and the challenges. Live in the moment, cherish each moment, and go out there and play as a team. The second speech is by University of Kansas coach Bill Self. It was delivered before the NCAA championship game in 2008 against the University of Memphis in which the Jayhawks pulled off an upset victory over the favored Tigers. Here's coach Self, you guys have had an unbelievable year, the winningest team in Kansas basketball history. Think about that. You are the winningest team in Kansas basketball history. Nobody can ever take that from you. Nobody. So if they can't take that from you, basically we got nothing to lose tonight. Nothing. But we got so much to gain. The reason I feel so confident about us winning is because we don't have to change one bit who we are. For 39 games, you displayed how hard you're going to play, you displayed how you're going to guard, you displayed how you're going to rebound, and you displayed how we're going to steal extra possessions. All we have to do is be ourselves. Let's go have some fun. Now imagine for a second that you are a competitive swimmer, you sit in the ready room right before your race at a duel meet against your main rivals. As you notice the other top swimmers present, the big bad wolf of doubt begins to howl. How do you counter the big bad wolf? Here's a sample pep talk you could give yourself by using process or task relevant thoughts. Okay, let's take a few deep breaths to clear my mind and get centered. I'm well prepared and ready to race. The other swimmers have to beat me, I don't have to beat them. Over and over again, I've visualized my hand touching the wall first. It's time now to focus on what I will do to swim fast and get today's best performance. I'm going to trust my stroke mechanics, nail my turns, and charge home on the finish stretch. I have nothing to lose but everything to gain. I'm going to cherish each moment as it comes. I'm bringing everything I've got, so let's free it up, go have some fun, and make a big splash. Mental Errors at Major Events Don't lose the game before you play it. Daryl Royal, former head football coach at the University of Texas. Let's draw attention to the three big mental errors, mees, athletes often make at major events or on the day of the big game, such as a playoff or championship contest. The big me's are 1. Overemphasizing the outcome, 2. Trying too much, and 3. Tracking the negative. Making these me's leads to preventable performance slip-ups on the field. To perform at a champion's level, you can win the game from within by putting a stop to these errors. Fortunately on those days, there are mental corrections, MC's, to those errors that you can perform. Regardless of what stage of the season, the particular opponent, or the game's significance, the top goal is always the same, to compete at your best from start to finish. Upon doing so, you will have achieved your best total performance on that day. Here's what Nick Saban, head football coach at the University of Alabama, asked his team before the 2012 BCS National Championship game, how bad do you want to finish? What's your effort going to be, your enthusiasm, your excitement to play in the game? the toughness you're willing to play with, all the intangibles, and will you do it one play at a time. The Crimson Tide went on to dominate the LSU Tigers 21-0 for the win. Alabama focused on playing one play at a time versus overemphasizing the outcome. They did what they were coached to do rather than doing too much. They followed the positive track instead of tracking the negative. 
pay attention to what Saab and shared post-game with reporters, we certainly didn't play a perfect game. We got a field goal blocked. We couldn't score a touchdown for a long time. But the guys just kept playing and never once was anybody ever discouraged about anything that ever happened in the game. And I think that attitude prevailed for us as a team. We were just going to play one play at a time, finish each play. And regardless of what the circumstance was on the play before, have a sort of, I will not be denied attitude about how to play the next play. And I think that spirit was sort of reflected out there in the way our players competed. Mental error 1. Overemphasizing the outcome. Peak performance is available only in the present moment, so deciding to overemphasize the outcome of the big game is a costly me and one frequently made by athletes. Why? It is because of all the preparation that has already been put into the effort, along with having such high hopes for winning, or reaching best times, or fear of losing, or failing to reach best times. Making this me by thinking too far in advance about the possible consequences of victory or defeat often leads to playing well below one's ability because your focus becomes diluted. Minimize the magnitude of the big game beforehand. Don't think about hoisting the trophy, think about playing the game. If you are prone to overemphasizing the outcome when the spotlight is on, the MC you need to make is to stop stressing yourself out about winning or losing. If you focus on the process, the score will take care of itself. Execute your game or race plan step by step, thinking only of the next step to take. As soon as you notice you have wandered off to thoughts of what is going on beyond your team or worrying about the final outcome, make the MC. Promptly redirect your focus back on your mission of mastering the here and now, making sure you are concentrating on doing your job. Work the process and keep it happening one good play, or shot or lap, at a time until the final whistle or you've crossed the finish line. The outcome can wait. Do not allow your mind to be used up or your physical energy to be wasted on external factors over which you have no direct control. This includes any irrelevancies related to the competition or the hoopla of the event. Remain centered on the purpose at hand from start to finish by attending to the little details or performance keys that are always within your personal control. This process orientation is particularly important when you are fatigued or the game clock is winding down. Don't chase the win, let the win find you. Mental Error 2 Trying Too Much this is also a common meme made by athletes during a championship game, when playing on the national stage, or when going against a higher-ranked opponent. It is because they arrive over-eager to play due to the anticipation and expectation that naturally surrounds that contest, as well as mistakenly believing that they need to play better than their previous best. Rather than trying too hard and becoming tense and reckless as a result, simply play consistently through the whole game. There is a false belief that you must make a Herculean effort or have a superhuman performance because of the circumstances. However, making this me will deplete your energy and only move you away from what's made you successful in the first place. The MC you need to make is to stick to what you know has made you successful, including following your regular routine on the day of competition. You deserve to be here in this situation. If you are well prepared, you do not need to change anything else right before or during the game that you haven't already worked on in prior practice. Do your normal excellent job and battle to the best of your abilities, nothing else is needed. Trust the talent you have from training and be instinctive with your decision making and automatic with your physical skills. Mental Error 3 
tracking the negative, demanding perfection in your performance, or insisting on ideal conditions, every time out is another frequent meme made by world-class athletes. This is especially prevalent in major international events such as the Olympic Games, Wimbledon, or World Cup. Many competitors do not stop and realize there is always some margin for error. There is a frequent misconception that every play, shot, or possession by you or your teammates must be perfect in order to win, or that your self-worth is at stake. However, making this me will only move you from being up to becoming uptight. The MC you need to make is to follow the positive track instead of tracking the negative. Put an immediate stop to a negative or big bad wolf commentary running in your head after something unexpected or unwanted happens. This might be a turnover made by your team or a call missed by the officials. Refuse to get sucked into frustration, panic, or pessimism. Immediately leave the blunder behind, i.e., flush the mistake, or you will drag it into the next play or possession. Always make a commitment prior to performing that you will do your best to take whatever happens out there in stride. Emotionally rebound and let go of the negative events or mishaps that will happen in the course of events on the day of competition. This champion attitude will help you stay cool and confident for the whole game and allow your talent to carry you forward. Four footpaths and parallel universes. Let your soul stand cool and composed before a million universes. Walt Whitman. Sports psychologist Bob Rotella authored the best-selling book Golf is not a game of perfect. Golf is certainly not a game of perfect, and strange things happen, like a ball getting stuck in a tree. The hole is 4.25 inches in diameter and the standard US ball is 1.68 inches in diameter, so every time the ball is over the hole, it falls in, unless gravity fails, which it won't. Why, then? Do most golfers dread a four-foot putt? Because of their mindset, most notably when their thoughts are clouded by doubt. Great putters, however, differ from others in their mindset, the great ones see the ball going in before they attempt the putt. Sure, they'll miss a few, but they'll make many more. The point is to see what you imagine and you'll have a better chance of realizing what you saw. Imagine the following scenario on a Sunday at a future US Open. Our hero. Jack, is playing golf at the exact same time in three parallel universes. In each universe, he is on the 18th green and faced with the same four-foot putt. If he sinks the putt, he wins his first tournament. In the bronze universe, he is too excited. In the silver universe, he is overly worried. In the gold universe, he is calm and focused. In the bronze universe, Jack believes that making this putt will transform his life. His mind fills with images of the spoils of victory. He is overexcited because he is anticipating victory rather than staying in the moment. Jack rushes through his pre-putt routine. He tightens his grip, stabs at the ball, and runs it three feet past the cup, a crushing outcome. In the Silver Universe, Jack believes that missing the putt will ruin his life. His mind fills with images of disgrace and ridicule. He is trying not to miss rather than living in the now and being in it to win it. After dawdling during his pre-putt routine, and while nervously looking around, he tightens his grip, stabs at the ball, and leaves it a foot short, an embarrassment. In the gold universe, Jack thinks, read it, roll it, hold it. He looks at the gold dot on his golf glove and takes a deep breath. He's not worrying about making the putt, only how he makes it. 
All he is thinking about is starting the ball on the right line with the right speed. In this narrowly focused moment, Jack's only thought is execution. That is, he is concentrating on what he can do physically rather than the meaning of a make or miss. He loosens his grip, makes a fluid stroke, and hears the ball drop into the cup, a thrill. Remember that thoughts determine feelings, and feelings influence performance. Jack's physical skills were the lone constant in all three universes. The made putt in the gold universe reflects his right frame of mind, without the mental static about the meaning of the putt that disrupted the bronze and silver universes. His mind was clear, fogless, and his body was calm, totally centered on the task. Jack accepted that making this putt would add to his life, not determine it. His self-worth and future happiness were not on the line. He was not troubled by what others would think about his made or missed putt. With that champion's mindset, he followed his pre-putt routine and performed with total trust and freedom. Always focus on the process and execution rather than worrying about the desired, or worse, the feared result, whether you are staring down a putt on the 18th green to win a tournament or to break 80 for the first time. To be more like Gold Jack, apply what you've learned here, otherwise, you don't know Jack. Bend, don't break. Like the bamboo tree, bend but don't break. Anonymous. Do your best to strike a balance between your sport and life. However, all of the talk in the media about achieving a total life balance can be misleading because everything is constantly changing. The expectation that balance or perfection, or a manageable workload, is simultaneously possible in all areas of your life is a misperception. While one part of your game is on an upswing, another part may be on a downswing. Perhaps you are doing well in your sport, but you aren't spending time with your friends. Sometimes you feel 100%, and other times you feel ill. Occasionally you play well and your team still loses a close game. There are also periods when a particular part of your life becomes all-consuming out of necessity, such as during training camp for football, preparing for final exams, or during playoff time in your sport. Demanding a total sport-life balance at these times is idealistic. Instead, stay centered by aspiring to find the emotional or inner balance in life's continuous imbalance, ambiguity, and uncertainty by flowing with changes and controlling what you can. The celebrated 16th-century French essayist Michel de Montaigne remarked, Not being able to govern events, I govern myself. Sometimes life deals you a very difficult hand. To perform at a champion's level, play the hand you're dealt the best you can, because that is all you can do. The champion's mindset is your ace in the hole. Learn it and use it. Ask yourself the following two questions. 1. How will I handle my current situation like a champion? 2. What will I do now to get to where I want to be in the future? As previously discussed, stop sweating the stuff you cannot control. Instead, govern yourself and control the controllable by adhering to these reminders. In regards to whatever is weighing on your mind right now, realize that this too shall pass. Focus your energy on problem solving in the present rather than excessive worrying about the future. Take positive action steps instead of succumbing to apathy and inactivity. Be assertive by supporting your rights and needs, such as taking the necessary time for your training and regeneration. Sometimes this requires placing concern with your interests above the interests of others. That is, learn when to say no to others and hold to it in order to reduce stress or stick to your priorities. 
talk with friends and family or a specialist for help and support rather than becoming or staying isolated. Continue to be brilliant with self-care basics and relaxation techniques for tension release. Maintain a boundless sense of humor, find the funny side or silver lining in your situation. Above all, take a goal line stand in protecting the core values related to your long-term health, happiness, and close relationships in the process of achieving success. As a thriving client of mine expressed, always keep your sanity over success. Begin your well-trained disciplined action right here and right now to make solid and lasting changes in your mental game. You are fully equipped with the knowledge to build and implement a mental plan of attack that lets you move forward in the direction of your dream goals. Knowing this, are you going to continuously hone each one of your mental skills? Are you going to make mental corrections when it matters most? When it comes to working hard and intelligently on your mental game, don't just talk about it, be about it.